This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. I'm running solo once again. I've got some great speakers lined up, or, or guests I should say, over the coming months. But for now, there's a few topics that I wanted to touch on in this podcast. You know, this podcast gives me an opportunity to provide a bit of value and content and give my own opinion on, on various things in the, the world of health and fitness. And today, um, after some recent events that have sort of gathered a bit of um, state and national news, I wanted to talk about ego lifting. Now, we saw in the news recently where there's been a string of incidents in gyms where individuals has hurt, have hurt themselves through um, incorrectly lifting. Look, I'm not going to speculate on what the, the details of the situations were, but one gentleman in particular um, significantly hurt himself where a, um, a bench press obviously fell on his neck. Others have had the squats uh, barbell on their back and that's come down on them and you know, these things do happen from time to time. And look, it is there is a risk associated with lifting weight. There's no two ways about it. That's why it's so important to learn correctly from the start. Um, but there's also an element of ego that has to be put to the side in some of these instances. Now, you might remember quite a few years ago, there was a young gentleman who lost his life. I think it was in a, in a gym in Brisbane where he was in there early one morning decided to do a 1RM by himself, bar dropped on his neck and he died. And, and you know, it, it, it's tragic to hear stories like that. Um, but there are ways to mitigate the risk, particularly with your big lifts that do pose risk. And that's what I want to talk about today. But also, we need to eradicate these ego lifts because there's no need for them. Like, the majority of people that go to the gym these days are there for only a, a number of different reasons, right? One is to lose weight. Two is to obviously just generally get healthy and fit, and three is to get stronger and develop muscle, right? They're the, probably the primary areas, um, broad areas that uh, people turn up to the gym. But, and, and I'm gonna speak from a male's perspective here, a lot of males, for some unknown reason, and look, I fall in this category because I used to do it, and there's actually a video of me doing it on my um, social media, um, having gotten stuck under a bench press one morning early at a gym, because I went for a 1RM, I had no spotter, had no safety rails in place, and I got stuck. And that could have turned ugly, but fortunately someone uh, from the other side of the gym came and helped me. But it could go worse, you know, it could go really, really worse. And why guys want to do a 1RM, you know, it's, it's such an ego thing, it boosts their mentality, their status, and then obviously they can put it on social media and look, look what I deadlifted or look what I squatted. But for what purpose? You know, for what purpose? For all you know, that 1RM, while it may look good at the time, could be doing some damage to you internally. You know, you could be doing some some bone damage, some joint damage. You don't know because you're putting your body under tremendous stress. When, in particular, your primary focus of training is to develop muscle. So a 1RM is not going to build muscle. If anything, it's not going to do anything other than give you an ego boost. Um, and you speak to any top-line physique coach, 
um, in the world, they will agree with that statement. You know, the only people that should be doing 1RMs are powerlifters and Olympic lifters. That's it. Bodybuilders don't do 1RMs unless there's a need for a strength test, which does happen from time to time, but it's always done in a supervised environment, right? It's always done under supervision, under the correct um, environment and conditions so that it can be as safe as possible. For those that just generally go to the gym and then go, right, I'm gonna do a 1RM today, why? You don't need to, you know, it's just heightening the risk. And you know, the risk even, even if you have a spotter, if that spotter doesn't know what they're doing, or is weak, you know, if you're bench pressing on an incline, which is, which is a difficult um, exercise to do, and your spotter's obviously standing above you, and if they're not strong enough, you're benching, I don't know, what, 100, 120 kilos, something like that, the spotter might not be able to get that back up off you. So then they're in trouble as well. Like if you look at the um, powerlifting comps around the place, there's generally a spotter at either end of the bar plus one above the bar. So there's three guys supporting the lift. Same with the squat. So, you know, in a general gym environment, things can go wrong really, really poorly. So we've got to remove the ego lifting. It's just not necessary. And as I said before, it doesn't, it's not conducive to effective muscle development it just doesn't serve any purpose other than you know getting so many likes on instagram or whatever so why do it you know and i even see personal trainers doing it and putting it up on their instagram look what i just lifted that to me that is the height height that that is the height of stupidity because what you're doing is you're saying to your clients and your potential clients i can lift a 1rm so you should be too and then they'll go and do it with less knowledge and less understanding of the lift and blow their back out, or blow a knee or something, or just completely tear a muscle, because they don't know how to lift, but they saw their trainer do it, or they saw a trainer at the gym do it, so it must be okay. Dumb, fucking dumb, don't do it. Ego lifting is, is it should be eradicated. There is no need for it. Like, when, if you insist on doing a big lift, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a 1RM, I know that's sort of the, the top end of it, but, um, you know, some guys go for th twos and threes or fives, whatever, on heavy lifts, and that's fine. But if you insist on doing it, put some m m risk management strategies in place, right? Mitigate your risk. If it's a bench press and you're, you're lifting on your own, do it in a squat rack, okay? Have the safety rails in place. So if you lose the bar or if it comes down or you get stuck, those safety rails are in place and you're not losing your head, all right? Um, alternatively, if you're going to do a squat, same thing. Have the safety rails in place. Set it up. Have them at the correct height. It, it's not necessary. Or alternatively, have a spotter. You know, grab a guy in the gym. If you're in the gym and you're going to do a one RM, just grab a guy next to you. There's no one in the gym that's going to go. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spot you. No. Why should I do that? It's rubbish. Everyone's there for the same reason. And if someone says no, we'll go and ask somebody else or ask a trainer. The trainer should not have a problem giving you a spot for a one RM. But you cannot avoid the risk. The risk is there. Like you're lifting a lot of weight and it's solid steel. It is going to do some damage if it comes down correct, incorrectly. So the eradication of the ego lift needs to happen. It really does. We cannot be doing 1RMs uh, with poor technique, poor execution, poor knowledge, and no, and no safety measures in place. Um, you know, in my gym... I don't think I've, I can't remember the last time I did a 1RM. I think the lowest I got to was maybe three with a couple of clients, but that was after effectively warming up for several reps and obviously supervision is in place. And I think if I remember correctly, it was a, it was a deadlift, which is a safer movement to perform 
at a heavier level because obviously you're bringing it off the ground. It's not on top of you or you're not underneath it. So um, in those circumstances, it's, it's fine. But again, it was a supervised environment and, and I was comfortable. The lifter that I was supervising was intermediate to advanced level. So they knew what they were doing. But if you're a beginner, um, if you're young, if you, your knowledge is still green, if you, even if you're intermediate, don't risk it. Like you will build more natural muscle lifting 10 reps at a lighter weight than you will doing one at the heaviest you can possible, okay? It's called hypertrophy. If you wanna learn more about it, hit me up. I'm more than happy to explain it to you at no charge. But one RMs will not get you big, will not get you muscular, will not help you lose weight. They just don't serve a purpose in today's society when the risk is so high. And you know, like I said, we, this past week we've had three incidences. Okay, one of my clients is a nurse and she saw it firsthand. Um, one of the guys blew his knee out on a leg press. Now this happens all the time too, and, it, and that wasn't ego lifting, that was just poor execution because he locked his knee out at the top of the, the movement. Now I see it all the time and it cringes me when I watch other trainers train people and they're not, they're not supervising the knee movement, they're not supervising the range. You should never lock your knee out on a leg press, okay? You always need to keep, keep that knee with a mild amount of flexions to ensure that the muscle is doing the work, not the joint. Because, you know, any given moment, the knee can go. And I've seen it. So if you look up leg press fails on YouTube, you will come across so many videos of guys blowing their knees, their knees are bending the wrong way on a leg press, and it's awful. It is awful. And this poor gentleman that I'm talking about, he will never walk right again. His knee is shot. He will go under significant reconstruction, but he will never walk right again, all because he, he wasn't paying attention. That's what it came down to, too. It wasn't that he was ego lifting, and this is another point I wanted to make, he just lost focus. He got through his set, it came down to the last rep where he was gonna lock out the, the lifting pad, and he locked out his knee to sort of take a bit of pressure off the leg because obviously the, the, the muscles were heavily fatigued and that's all it took, the knee went. So focus is so, so paramount when you're lifting heavy or lifting for big sets or under significant fatigue. And obviously that's what we do, we fatigue our muscles to try and make them develop, right? Improve strength, improve um, muscle growth. So we, we achieve fatigue, we pursue fatigue, but at the expense of losing focus, you can still injure yourself. That's why it's so important to remain focused on any given lift. And you know, I often say to my clients, the biggest um, risk of injury is when you do the first rep and when you do the last rep. The first rep because you're just trying to get the weight up, you're trying to get started, okay? And so you're using that adrenaline, that oomph, to get started. And the last rep, because you finish your set and you go, oh, thank God, I'm done. And you relax. No, 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 no. Set's not over until the weight's on the ground or in the machine, okay? You do not slacken off. You do not loosen up. You do not relax until the weight is away from you and you have completed the set properly, okay? You do not lose focus. You do not lose concentration because you can injure yourself, okay? Our body is quite brittle. It is quite delicate in certain areas, particularly in the joints, so you've got to protect yourself at any given moment, particularly when you're putting so much weight, so much mechanical tension, so much resistance on every ounce of your body when you're lifting. That's why it's so important to get professional assistance, particularly if you are a beginner or even intermediate. Perfect your technique, improve it, get it better. Learn how to master the lift so that when you're in the gym, you are full of confidence. And with that confidence comes the ability to ask for help if you need it too, because we're, a lot of individual lifters or a lot of people who go to the gym 
do have that ego attached to them, particularly the younger generation. And I say that with all due respect because I was one once. You don't want to ask for help because you think you know everything. But then you hurt yourself, right? But when you get older, wiser, you learn more, you understand how to live correctly through correct technique, through correct range of motion, correct execution, correct breathing, you've got so much confidence that you don't have a problem asking because you understand that learning is endless. You will continually learn. Like I've, I've been lifting now for eight solid years. I'm a professional bodybuilder. I have been lifting um, a long, long time, but I will still ask for help if I need it. I will still learn because the ceiling is endless. You can still learn and find those 1% improvements every single time to even further improve what you're currently doing. And there's no two ways about it. Every time I'm in the gym, I'm always looking at ways to improve a technique, whether it be through engagement, range, certain position, foot position, breathing technique. There's always something I can do to improve. So don't be afraid to ask for help. But back to my original point, ego lifting needs to be gone. It needs to be eradicated. And I'm saying this with hand gestures because it needs to go. It is dangerous. And unfortunately, it is primarily males who do it. And again, it's because of social media or because of their mates or whatever. But unless it's done in a supervised environment under supervised conditions or you are advanced and you know what you're doing, get rid of it. Get rid of it, okay? If you're in the gym trying to build muscle, you don't do 1RMs. It's not going to build muscle. A 1RM is not going to build muscle, okay? You've got to achieve hypertrophy. You've got to achieve progressive overload, okay? Talk to me about it if you're unsure, if you want to learn more. So ego lifting has to go. It has to go. I cannot... I, I, we should not be sitting here watching the news and seeing people having significant poor injuries because of unsupervised lifting or you know um, lack of knowledge in lifting or just not having the safety measures in place. The, the, it should not happen in the gyms these days. It should not happen. Oh, right, all right, well that's it from me. Um, so yeah, please, if you are an ego lifter, if you are a one RM lifter and you're, you're non-Olympic lifter, you're not a power lifter, Get rid of it. You don't need to do it. I cannot tell you the last time that I did a 1RM. I really can't. It would have been four or five years ago. I don't do it anymore. I have no need to do it anymore. Um, And I don't think I will ever do it anymore unless I want to know what my current levels of strength are. But for what reason? Other than stroking my ego. And I don't need to know that. And I can figure it out from a 10 rep, to be honest. So anyway... So look, thank you very much once again for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. We're getting to the back end of 2022. I do hope your year has been wonderful. There will be a couple more podcasts to come. But for now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. I've got plenty of stuff on there. And uh, keep a lookout for some new stuff that's coming too. That uh, There's going to be some game changes coming up, particularly in early part of 2023. So look out for that. Keep across my social medias as well. Other than that, as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.